Lord, thank you for your word. How many know that his word makes a way? If he says it, it has to happen. Amen? I know the laws of science and physics say you can't walk on water, but if Jesus says come, his word makes a way for you to transcend the laws of buoyancy. And Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water. No, no, no. He didn't walk on the water. He walked on the word. Amen? So you have to understand that I want to preach to you today a very simple message. I, I mean, I kind of was going to go a different direction with this, and the Lord just kind of told me that someone in this place today needs to hear that if you've lost your way, the Word will get you home. Amen? The Word will bring you back to God's presence every time. So would you just turn with me to a couple places in Scripture quickly? Job 23, 10 and 11 is what we're going to read for a text and then a companion text is going to be Psalms 1, 4 through 6. So good to be in the house of the Lord. I love, uh, been, been, out of, been out of the saddle here a little bit, having these young guys preach. Aren't you blessed, amen, to have so much preaching talent and, oh man, it's good. Hallelujah. I, um, I know this is not going to be a very long sermon, so I'll get you out of here early. It's like the boy that was sitting in class and they announced five minutes early they would ring the bell for all the kids that were pedestrians. All the kids that were going home that were walking, they were pedestrians. And a teacher came up to one boy named Brian. He said, Brian, you're walking, right? You're a pedestrian. You get to leave now five minutes early. He goes, no, ma'am, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> but I'll happily convert to pedestrian if I can leave five minutes early. <laughs> all right, it's enough. Pastor's always got his one dad joke aloud, all right? So this is the word of the Lord we're going to. Let's give it our respect, Job 23.10. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Everyone say, he knoweth the way that I take. Little King James there. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Amen. Let's go to Psalms quickly. Psalms 1, 4 through 6. It says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way. We say, knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I just want to title this simple message, The Way of the Righteous Today. And I want to give it a subtitle of God Can Make a Way. God knows how. He knows how to make a way where there is no way. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for these beautiful people who love your word that are gathered together here. I ask you to bless the ministering hearing and let us take it away and be nourished by it in our spirits. And everybody said in Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. God can do absolutely anything. Let's try that one more time. God can do absolutely anything. Amen. I have the same response my entire life to that. I would hear preachers preaching it, and they would say things like, God can do the impossible. God can do anything. How many have heard that before? And I understand the sentiment of that because I understand 
that they're stating the awesomeness of God. And God can make a way out of no way. And the best way to live, I can tell you, is the way of the righteous. It is wholesome to your mind, your heart, your body, your life, your health. It is the best way to live. I might need a long runway here, so give me a minute. But I'm going to get the wheels up in just a minute. But I want you to know that even though someone says God can do impossible things, or maybe even a statement that doesn't fit as well as there is nothing impossible for God. And while I say amen to that because I believe that he's an awesome God, that is just not a true statement. The statement says God is awesome, God is great. That's what they're trying to say, but God cannot get lost. (laughs) It's impossible for God who's omnipresent, amen, everywhere present at all times, not only here in our timeline, but in your past and in your future and outside of time, amen? It's impossible for God to fail. So when you say nothing is impossible for God, he cannot fail. He's a faithful God, amen? And also, it's impossible for, impossible for God to be unjust. He cannot be unjust. His justice is always perfect. He always uh, answers any unjust with his holy hand and his holy judgment. And it is impossible for God's ways to be unsure. His ways are always sure, amen? And when you walk in the ways of righteousness, if he says it, we believe it. And we're a church that wants to hear from God. The reason why we talk about wanting to hear from God is because his word makes our ways, amen? And when he speaks, that means that his word is going to have to come to pass in your life. And every fear has to bow to the word that he speaks. So when we're talking about hearing a word from the Lord, we have a whole book full of the words of the Lord. Amen. This is his love letter to man, and I'm thankful for it. But we need to live not just by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we believe that when a human being begins to pray and seek God and bring a message, like this message that God can speak a rhema or a word for the present moment through somebody who's willing to be a vessel to get themselves out of the way and say, Lord, I don't care how I feel. I don't care if I'm nervous. I don't care what I feel like standing here. I'm going to get myself out of the way. And maybe, Lord, if you would, if you'd so grace us today that you would give us a word from the Lord. And, And when he does that, that word goes forward and it invests itself into your spirit and your spirit works its way through that word and then invests it into your soul and your mind starts to believe it and your mind then encourages your body and your body has to follow after what God has said because you desire to have action off of that rhema word. And so we know that his ways are always right, amen? Human beings are not always right. Christians are not always right. That's why we push God up above anybody's title or anybody else in this room. We put God above everything else in this room. None of us are going to glory in God's presence today, but God's going to get glory because if we put him at the top, everything underneath that gets blessed. If we put him at the throne, at the top of our life, everything that comes underneath his name and his glory gets blessed. His ways are right. And when we live in his ways, 
It will always help us to walk in righteousness. These or those that love him will walk in the right ways or righteousness of God. Righteousness means something else as well, but I'm going to stay with longing to do right and walk in right ways today. God promises a blessing in walking and living and walking after and behaving in one's oneself as to desire God's ways. Behaving yourself as to desire one's ways that are right more than anything else. When you have a, a desire to walk in the way, you have a desire to walk with Jesus. Because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. All three things that you need in your life to be healthy and whole are you need a way that walks. You need a purpose for your life. They say that the lifeline is connected to the purpose line. If you lose your purpose, you will lose your lifeline. That's why when people get aged and they get old and they they don't have they have care uh, nurses that attend to them. A lot of them will recommend that they get a dog or a cat or an animal that they have to care for every day because it gives them a purpose for getting up in the morning. I got to walk the dog. If I don't feed them, nobody's going to feed them because if they lose their purpose line, it won't take long and the grave will call their name because their purpose line is connected to their lifeline. And, and whenever you're connected to Jesus, who is the life, he will not allow you to live a life without purpose. Do you hear me? He will not let you walk in his ways, who is the way, without something to live on. Amen. The word of God will find you and will nourish you when you want to walk in his ways and you will know truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. I know I'm loud, but that's because I'm excited. There's only two ways mentioned in the scripture. One is blessed and the other is cursed. One is the way of the righteous and the other is the way of the wicked. And there is no middle ground, brothers and sisters. You have to walk in the way of the righteous. You have to desire it. The ways of the righteous are how you live, how you act, how we treat others, how we talk, and how we walk. Amen? What we do in our day-to-day life, when we show up for work on time, when we talk to people the right way instead of clapping back, when we, when we do things that are beyond our own flesh's ability to, to live the way we should live, when we want to be crankier, we want to rage because we have a reason to be angry, we have to turn around and say, I want to walk in the ways of the Lord, not the ways of my flesh, because the ways of my flesh lead to the ways of the wicked and that is cursed. It is not blessed. And I want to live a blessed life. Amen, somebody. But it's not just for others. It's not just, it's not just for ourselves, but it's also for others. We don't just walk in this way because we love how it feels and we love getting Holy Ghost goosebumps and we love feeling God's presence in this place. But the Bible literally tells us that when we walk in these ways, when we do our, our best to, to answer a, a soft answer that turns away wrath and to, and to turn around situations and de-escalate the temperature of, of an of a argument in our family because Jesus says that anger does not work righteously 
business. And we know all of these things from the word of God and we try to apply them to our life. It's not just us that it blesses, it's others. And But when we do do that, when we try hard and we, and we place our life in Jesus' hands, others will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen? And it requires a daily crucifixion of our flesh. It's not the most comfortable lifestyle, I can tell you that. But Jesus didn't, pos- didn't, didn't postulate a comfortable lifestyle anywhere in Scripture. He didn't say you're going to have a comfort travel party. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have a cruiser and a nice cruise ship or a, or a nice you know, cruise van or something to just chill out in and, and the trip of life. But you're actually promised a glorious destination. No matter how long your life is, no matter how short your life is, you're promised that when you walk in the ways of righteousness, your life will have the most impact on planet Earth it could ever have, and your destination is awaiting you in heaven. So whether you live 15 or 20 years and your life gets hit with cancer, God has promised that if you walk in the ways of righteousness, battling that cancer, that your story will be an inspiration to somebody. And when they see your spirit, say, if though he slay me, yet shall I serve them. When they see your life given to God, even in the hardest moments, in the hardest tragic situations, they will say something about that makes me want to know the God and the ways that they live. I want to know the God of their ways. And they will glorify God because of what you did. Paul said, I die daily. You know the scripture. To me, that is a will question. Will you give up your way for God's way? It speaks to the ego. It speaks to my will. Amen? In a world that's right now trying to re, to re, um, institute and, and re, you know, um, define everything in our world based on their sheer will to want to. I want gender to be different. I want this to be different. It's ego, and it's versus everything. It's, it's their, their own will. I can will myself to be something different. I can will my life to be something different if I want to. And our will has to lay down. That's counter to the Christian walk. I'm not talking about people that don't know the Bible. I'm not be, talking about people that are atheists that don't want anything to do with God. We are living in a post-Christian age. Yes, we're living in a, almost a post-post-Christian age at this point. And, and, and as I study that as a pastor, I realize that there are people that want everything to change because they don't want anything to look like the way God designed it. And that is their ego and that is their desire, their will. And God gives them the right to choose whatever they want to choose. And I do not judge them if they're not a Christian. But if you're trying to live the Christian life, you have to lay down your will for his ways. Amen? You cannot walk in his ways and have it your way. It's not, it's not, I did it my way, Frankie Sinatra. It's not, it's not how I wanted to do it. And there's, there's so many things interwoven in modern Christianity and the non-denominational world that sound good, but they're all about me, my, and my will, not me laying down my will. I'll have it my way. I'll get it my way. I'll get my blessing, but really it needs to be turned on its head and 
say whatever he wants, whatever his will is. Not my way, but his ways, because his ways are blessed and my ways lead to a curse. Because the meaning in my life is connected to his word, his ways, his truth. Hallelujah. The meaning I want in my life is God's plan for my life. How many know God has a plan for you? How many know it's the best plan? How many know it doesn't matter how many degrees they put behind your name? You cannot devise a plan better than God can devise for your life. And as we live our lives submitted to him, show us, he'll show us his word. It means when you surrender your will that you're going to study God's word and you're going to apply his works and his word, that you're going to treat other people the way Jesus did, that you're going to show them compassion. You're going to have compassion on the hurting. You're going to be glad and encourage those that need joy in their life because they're down and out. You're going to reach for the depressed. You're going to reach for the oppressed. You're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is the commission of the Christian to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's not the preachers in the pulpit. That's everyone who calls themselves a Christian needs to share Jesus with the world and the blessed way that leads to everlasting life. We're going to celebrate. We're going to worship when we don't feel like it. We're going to praise when we don't see a performance. We're going to lift God up anyways. And, and even when we don't feel like it, we're going to create an atmosphere of praise where people can be blessed in the house of God. I'm going to keep walking in his ways, amen, because the way of the righteous is blessed. And so that others can know he makes a way like nobody else can make a way. I remember when Sarah and I first got married, um, it was the best day of my life, and we had um, nothing. We had nothing. I mean, n next to nothing. She made her wedding dress, and we actually had our whole wedding for $700. That's what it cost us, Brother Reese. We did the whole thing. She had fake flowers. She had worked at a florist, so she knew how to make fake flowers. She made her spray. She came through that back door, and I couldn't stop crying. I was like, how did I snag this one? I grew up in Alaska. I know how to snag fish. I'm telling you, this was the biggest snag I ever caught, you know. And I was so overwhelmed and just impressed with what God had given me that a boy who came from nowhere found the possibility of a way of righteousness. And he helped me find it. He helped me stay in it. And he kept me. It's emotional for me, I'm sorry, because he not only makes a way in, but he makes ways out. He not only makes ways out, but he gets you into things you could never get yourself into. And if he puts you there, nobody can take you out of that place. If he blesses you, nobody can take away that blessing. If they try to curse you, they can only say, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said it, will he not do it? Hath he not spoken it, will he not bring it to pass? You cannot curse what God has already blessed. And the way of the righteous is blessed in Scripture. So when you live in a way of righteousness, you will get promotions on the job that your titles would not give you. You'll get blessings 
blessings in your life that you would have never deserved. I'm talking to somebody today that knows what this preacher's preaching. You'll walk a peaceful path, a blessed path, and an anointed life comes into your, your purview because you did not gain it yourself. Your works didn't get it. But God blessed you because you desired his ways. His ways makes a way out when there's no way out. But his ways also makes a way in when there was no way in. Amen. Someone say way maker. He's a way maker. We sing about it. It's one of the most downloaded songs in modern Christianity is way maker. Because people need a way out and people need a way in. He made a way before he made a world. Did you know that? That from the foundations of the world, Jesus was crucified. From the foundations of the world, he had a plan before he had a man. And so I'm thankful to God that whenever I submit my will and I submit my ways, that I'm stepping into a way of righteousness that was built before he built this planet, that was built before the earth was created. However you know that, I want you to know that you're stepping into something that cannot be stopped. It cannot be turned around. It cannot be backed up. It cannot be caused to stop in any way, shape, or form. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That we're, God is not surprised by anything. He is not shocked when something happens in your life. But if you stay in the way of righteousness, he'll bring that situation or circumstance to good for somebody and your life will have impact through the most impacting things that are in your life. That God literally can turn things around. He is a way maker. You can search the world and you won't find a life more beautiful than the life lived in his way. I've lived it long enough that there's nothing better. When we had nothing, I prayed, Lord, I need more education. Lord, I need a place to live in the city where we minister. And I need a job in the city where we minister. I had this concept at that time that you need to be in the place where you minister. And you know what? It may be a concept that's no longer with our transient society, that's no longer necessary. But God gave me a job in the city that we ministered in. God found us a home and there was no place to rent that was in our budget, but we found a place. And then that summer... I was working with her dad. I was just following him around as kind of like a carpenter apprentice. And I, I'm not good. Trust me, I'm not. You shouldn't be putting a carpenter belt on this guy, okay? I, I can work with this thing, but I can't work with tools and hammers very well. I was very unskilled. And we were remodeling the back of a funeral home. And the owner walked in, and, and I come out of the closet. I'm shaving drywall in a closet, and it's all falling on top of me. And I come out looking like Father Christmas. I mean, I'm just all white. And I'm like, how you doing? And I shake the owner's hand, and, and chalk, fall, you know, like drywall sand falls off my hand as I'm shaking his hand. And he's like, nice to meet you. You know, he owns the funeral home. We're taking some walls out to make an arrangement conference room. And um, that summer, I start to work in a sweatshop in Muskego and there's I'm cutting wiring for you know x-ray machines 
and it's hot, and they got the big fans, and I'm miserable. And my father-in-law runs into this owner, and he's like, hey, what's your, what's your son-in-law to be doing? He's like, well, he's getting married in two weeks, and then uh, he, he, he's uh, working in this sweatshop. He goes, have him come see me. And now I've had, I've had the prayer of living in the city answered, or it's on its way. I don't remember the exact timeline. But I've had that prayer answered, and I still have a prayer for a job in the city which I thought I got at that Muskego warehouse, you know, sweatshop working for industrial wire industries. But God had a bigger plan. And as long as I stayed in his ways, he was going to answer. And so <laughs> I go and meet him, and he said, well, it's this much per year. I need you to caretake this funeral home. And if you can handle this, I'm going to put you through school. I'll pay for it. And God answered the third one. He answered the second and the third one at the same time. I'm telling you, if you put your life into God, he'll make ways out of no way. He'll give you the ability when you didn't have the ability. He'll help you pay for that school when you thought you were going to be buried by that debt for the rest of your life. He'll do things in your life. He has a way of making a way in and out. Amen? God is a way maker. He has a way for you. He can take the sting out of death. He's got the qualifications to make a way for you. Look what he's done in scripture. He can take the sting out of death. He can put joy in sorrow. He can give you beauty for ashes. He'll give you dancing for mourning. This is a God who knows how to make a way. He'll put glory in your life in a place where there was only shame. God is a way maker. He knows how to make a way out. Amen, somebody. He knows how to make dry bones live, Ezekiel. Let me help you today. When there is nothing that is living in a situation, when you think you have written it off and everything is dead, he can speak to dry bones. Amen. He can bring back to life things that have no life. He's a sovereign God. Ezekiel said when he asked him, do, can these bones live? He said, sovereign God. You can do anything because you're a sovereign God. You can do anything you want to do, Lord. He said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Amen. He knows how to make a way out of no way. Amen. Dry bones came back to life and an army raised up that wasn't there to fight. And I believe that God can help us to put life back in into things that look dead, to put hope back into places where it's hopeless, to walk out of addictions and to walk out of problems and to walk out of hopeless situations because he has a way out for you, amen, and he has a way in, out of darkness into marvelous light. Have you ever looked back and just said, how marvelous are your ways, Lord? How beautiful are the paths of righteousness? How great are your ways? Maybe you have been in a dry place and everything around you looks dead, but I have a way maker today. I'm preaching about a way maker today. This preacher is trying to preach about a way maker today. If there is no way, if there's never been a way, if there's never been science to support the way, if there's never been any history that says there's a way out of this, he's a way maker out of everything. He doesn't need science. He doesn't need history to back it. I want you to know that when you walk righteously before God, you walk with Jesus Christ because he can make a way out of no way. I want what he can do. <laughs> I want what Jesus can do in my life. 
I wonder if the children of Israel could tell us about a way maker. When he stands up a river, he raised up the Red Sea, created dry land for them to walk across. And then he did the, he did the same with that wall of water. He did a committal with that same wall of water to bury the Pharaoh and his fighting army. God made a way out and God made a way in with the same miracle. God can do it. I know that seems basic, but I need you to believe that. I need you to marshal every bit of faith and hope you've got and throw it at the way of righteousness. To say, I'm walking with the Lord and God will make a way for me and God will get you in and God will get you out of any situation. If your enemies conspire against you, those that you don't even know that are talking against you right now are trying to sabotage your next step in your career. I don't know who they are, but God will make a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. What that means is he will nourish you while he silences them them. They literally have to watch you succeed because you're not succeeding on your own strength, your own merit, and your own goodness. You're walking in the ways of the Lord. And when you walk in the ways of the Lord, he makes a way where there is no way. God's ways will get you through things that you could not have gotten through yourself. And his ways will keep your enemy out. Thank you, Jesus, for the testimony of the people of Israel. I wonder, I wonder if that's what Job found out in the reading that we read to you today in the text. Job said in modern vernacular, he said this, your, your worst days in God's ways are better than your best days in the wicked ways. That's basically what he's saying. He's saying your worst days in God's ways are better than your best days in the ways of the world. David even said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper of the house of the Lord. And so we know that God can cause things to change. But God has a way. Amen? He causes the ways of the wicked to be cursed. And he causes the way of the righteous to be blessed. Understand that you step into a blessing when you surrender to the ways of the righteous. Because his way is going to happen whether you like it or not. God will have his way in this earth. But you join a blessing to your life when you step into those ways that are already going to have their way in the earth. I know it sounds like I'm talking in circles right now, but I'm trying to get to the point to help you understand that the wicked ways of this world are already cursed, and the way of the righteous is already blessed. You don't get blessed just because you start living it. You get blessed because you step into something that was already blessed. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So whenever you say yes to the Lord and no to your flesh, when you say yes to fasting and no to other things, when you say yes to living righteousness and I will put no evil thing before my eyes, you're saying I want to live a more blessed life than what the world is giving us, and that is a cursed life. I want to live under the ways of the Lord and under his hand because God's ways provides protection because they're already protected by Jehovah God. They're already protected by Yahweh. They're already protected by the all-sufficient Elohim. Amen? They're already protected by the God of all glory and grace. So when I say yes, Lord, I'm simply stepping into something that he's already put in place. And so God's ways have his protection on the path and the people who are walking in it. Oh, hallelujah. I'll preach till I lose my voice. I don't care. It's easy to change my ways when I know the power of the path I'm walking on. It's easy to put a bottle down when I know there's new wine in the Holy Ghost, amen? And you're not drunk as you're supposed to be because a bottle cannot fix it, but new wine can, and the Holy Ghost can be poured out on you, and you can speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. And when they did that on the day of Pentecost. They came out of that room laughing, shouting, praising with joy. And the people in Jerusalem said, these men are drunk. And Peter stood up and said, they're not drunk as ye suppose, being it's only 9 a.m. in the middle, in the beginning of the day. They're not early drinkers. They're not down at the bar early getting sauced. They're being, they've been filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. And they have stepped into the way of the Lord. And he said, you know what? You have another way that you need to get into as well. You need to go ahead and get into the waterway. That way that baptizes everything in your life. That way that brings you into covenant with God and out of your Egyptian world. That way that buries Pharaoh and all of your past in the water of redemption. I'm so thankful I know that the spirit is what gives me power to get out of my addictions. And the baptism in Jesus. Jesus' name that I experienced when I was a child washed away all of my sins. He has the best way. He has the best ways. He has the best ways. For those that have lost their way, I've got a way that works. I've got a way that lets you walk away from every mistake in your life. I used to try this as a kid because I didn't know how. I, I, I was under a different religious kind of structure and and I was taught that you had to be perfect. You know, you had to, you had to do certain things. You had, to, you had to line up certain ways. You had to button everything up just right and live right, live pure, live holy. And they used to say things like, if you're prayed up, is the only way you're going to go to heaven is if you died prayed up. And I understand that we did not know how to preach grace in those moments back in those days. And now we know what grace really means. Grace means that when we're baptized in Jesus' name and we slip and fall, not intentionally, but 
but we slip and fall. All we got to say is, Lord, I'm sorry. And he puts you right back in the ways of righteousness because of the name that was put on your life in baptism. He does not see the mistake. He sees the way maker's blood that's shed on that cross. And God will bring you back into perfect path. He'll bring you right back to a walk with him. So I used to, when I was younger, I used to try so hard. If I could just make it from one Sunday to the other Sunday without messing this up. If I could just get from one Sunday to the next Sunday without screwing it up or messing it up, then I would have a great feeling in God. But I realized that that is not giving place for God's grace. That God does have a path that when you slip and fall, he catches you with his grace and puts you right back on the rock of Christ Jesus. That that baptism means that anytime I mess up, I can sincerely ask God and from the confession of my mouth, I can be forgiven in the name of Jesus. Amen, somebody. But you have to commit that way to the Lord. His ways are right. His ways are holy. I'm not justifying sin in any way, but I'm telling you, you have to commit yourself to the ways of the Lord, and you have to do that every single day. It's a battle. It's a battle because we're living sacrifices, amen? In Romans, it says we like to get off the altar. We don't like to stay on the altar. We like to crawl right off and do our own thing. But Psalms gives us a very clear picture of this, and I'm trying to hurry. I know probably because I haven't preached in several weeks, I end up being long-winded, but pray for me. (laughs) Psalms tells us in 37 and 5, it says, commit your ways to the Lord. But I want to start in verse 1 because it's so powerful. You give me a minute. Can I get 10 more minutes? Is that okay? Have I lost your attention at all? I feel the presence of the Lord in this place, and I feel my help, Brother Adon. I feel my help from the Holy Ghost on this. Someone needs to hear this, because I was going to go a different direction. The Lord told me that somebody will be in the house today that lost their way, that feels like they've lost their way, and they feel very hopeless, and I want you to know that today in this house, God has a way for you to step back into, and you can walk in righteousness again. Blessed is the man that walketh not. Amen. The Bible says Psalms 1 and 1, but I'm, I'm looking for Psalms 37, 5, 37, 1. If you could help me, it says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. This is the day that we live in right here. Fret not thyself. We'll get to five in a minute. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Everybody say, do good. And so shalt thou dwell in the land, and and verily thou shalt be fed. Everybody say, it's going to feed me. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That's what this scripture is leading. That's what's leading up to this scripture right here. He said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean I want a big car, and I delight in the Lord, so God's going to give me a big car. What that means is that when you delight yourself in the Lord, he actually takes out the desires that don't lead to the biggest impact you can have with your life, and he'll put in the desires that lead you to 
the biggest impact with your life. And so that's what leads up to this scripture. And so he's saying, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he's going to put the right desires in here for you. And when he puts the right desires in here for you, then you can commit your ways to the Lord. Then you can walk in the ways of righteousness. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. But look at what happens. God's going to bring it to pass when you commit your ways to him. And the rest of the chapter is just full of blessing. And it separates the two paths, the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked. And he shall bring forth righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Amen. Anybody need some rest in this place today? Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. Again, he's telling you not to be afraid. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices. In other words, he said, even if you see the wicked prospering, do not fear that because his devices and all of the things that he's doing, he says, fret not. Uh, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in, the way, in his way because of the, the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. He said, don't look at the success of the wicked way, because they will be cut off someday. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, yea, Thou shalt diligently consider his place, and, and it shall not be. In other words, he's going to try very hard to keep his stuff, to keep his spot, to keep his place. But a wicked way person, a wicked person who's walking in wicked ways, will not be able to hold on to the stuff that they gained and keep their place. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. They're going to say all kinds of things about you. But the Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn. Do you see the two paths being made here? The way of the righteous is blessed. The way of the wicked is cursed. And even God said, I know you're in. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow and to cast down the poor and needy and they and to slay such as be of upright conversation their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken a little a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Uh, can I say that again? A little that a righteous man has in the righteous ways is better than the riches of the wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. I don't know who's holding you up, but my God is holding me up. The Lord shall uphold the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. 
They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. Isn't that what we're living in? They shall not be ashamed, though. In the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of the lambs. They shall be consumed into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed, Amen. The way of the righteous is blessed for such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth and they shall and and that be cursed of him shall be cut off. And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off the steps of a good man. Here we go. You know, you've heard this preach. The steps of a good man are ordered. Did you know all of that preceded that? Do you know all of those blessings for the way of the righteous and the cursings for the way of the world go before the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his ways? The ways of the Lord. The way in the original language is direct. Sounds like direction to me. God will direct us. And it actually means the way in which you walk, the habits, the, 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 figuratively, it means the, the life that you lead, the actions and the habits that you exhibit. And so I know that the Lord is speaking through this passage, and he says, though he fall, he's talking about the righteous now, he says, though he fall, he shall not utterly be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hands. In other words, you can fall, but you can't fall through. (laughs) God will lift you up again. I have been young. Here's God's blessings and his cursings. He says one way is right, the other way is wrong. And then he says, I have been young, and now I'm old. David speaking, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth And his seed is blessed. Amen. And his seed is blessed. Verse 27, depart from evil and do good and dwell forever. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not. Is this preacher ever going to stop reading? No, I'm going to keep reading. This is really good stuff. I'll be done in a minute. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Sounds like a good path to me. How about you? None of his steps shall. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his what? Keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in, the great, in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree, yet he passeth away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but could not, but he could not be found. In other words, their history will not be found at some point. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, 
for the end of that man is peace. You could put a person in there. Any person, their end is peace. But the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation, here it is, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. That's Jehovah, brothers and sisters, in all caps. The God who is the self-existent one. He is their strength in the time of trouble. He says, the Lord holds them. The God who is able to do absolutely and be absolutely anything, anywhere that he wants to be, it's that God who is their strength in the time of trouble. If that doesn't move you, it needs to. And then verse 40 caps it all off. And the Lord, again, Jehovah, shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. His ways are perfect, brothers and sisters. His ways are the best ways. Amen. It speaks to the path. I'm jumping over a whole bunch of Bible study here, but I know someone today needed to hear this, and I hope this ministers to your heart that no matter how bad it looks, there's a way out. But the way out is not your way. The way out is literally Jesus. And if you've lost your way, you don't have to find a way. You don't have to find the way. How can I know this book, preacher? This whole book is full of stuff, and how do I even apply this to my life? It feels old, and I don't understand it. You don't have to know everything in this book. The way out is Jesus. The only thing you have to do is lean into Jesus. And whatever you learn along the way, just apply it. And as you apply it, God will help you and bless you in the way of your walking. He'll, as you learn of Jesus, he will help you. He's been tracking you anyways. He, he's been tracking you for a long time. He's been speaking to you for a long time. He's been showing you things in, your, in ways that you have recognized, but maybe you did not know how to apply them. He's been tracking you, and he will get you back on track. Amen? I'm thankful for a God that knows how to find me. How do I find my way? You have to reconsecrate yourself today. You have to fall into the arms of Jesus, who is the way, and he will give you his way that is sure. Amen? Thank you, Jesus.
would you stand with me? And let's just lift our hands to the Lord for a minute. If you don't know what that was, I can explain it to you later. It's in Scripture. But right now, we just want to respond to Jesus. We want to respond to the word we've heard. Jesus, I pray over this congregation right now that you would give us a, an ability to die out to ourselves today, that we'd understand that you're, you're a God who makes a way out of no way. I thank you that I know you as a way maker, Jesus. Come on, just surrender right now your ways to him. Surrender your will. Choose Jesus right now. He'll make a way for you. I know he will. He has a track record of history of putting people back on track today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting the path and the people that walk with you, God. Thank you, Lord, that I know the power of the path that we're on today, that you are going to give us blessing, that you're the God of all strength that can give us our strength today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we honor your word, Jesus. We honor your word, Jesus. I want to take a moment, and I would ask you not to leave, but find a place to pray, whether it's in your pew or whether it's at this altar. I want to open this altar right now, and you can come here and pray. This is just a moment of dedication. If you feel like you've been slipping or if you feel like you've not been feeling God's peace in your life, I can tell you there's a way that he has for you that has peace. If you would just take a minute in his presence. Come on, let's honor God today. If you need to go, I understand. And you can pray somewhere at home or you can pray later this evening. But if you can take a few minutes, why don't we honor God's way higher than our ways? Come on, let's lift him up. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I commit my way to you, Lord Jesus. That will bless your I commit my way to you, Jesus. You know what I need in my life more than I know when what I need in my life. Take out wrong desires out of my heart, Lord Jesus. Away, Would you give me the I desires of my heart so that I can walk in your ways, Jesus? The precious name Longing of the Lord. Just to bring the precious name of the Lord. Something that's of worth. That will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. Cause I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord, Come for on, he has a way the of winning. He has a way of winning. It's all about you. He has a way of winning through our willingness to walk in his ways. Thank you, Jesus. King of I submit my way to you, Lord. No one could express.
how much you deserve though I'm weak and poor Lord all I have is yours every single breath I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required because you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart 